0: This week in League, Josh Dugan and Blake Ferguson look to find their ticket out of Canberra down the bottom of a bottle.
1: The Aldi version of a first grade football team acquires the most obvious sponsor ever, the Aldi version of an energy drink.
0: Paul Callan is confident of success in his debut as captain of New Zealand in Wednesday night's
1: State of the Origin. And we'll review all of the action from round 11 of the 2012 NRL season. All that and more, this week in League.
0: Welcome to episode 88 of This Week in League. I'm Nate.
1: And I'm Glenn. So, what do you so.
0: say for yourself? I've got nothing, I've got nothing in way of uh, of housekeeping slash intro slash any sort of stuff this week, I don't think.
1: Nothing whatsoever.
0: I don't, I don't think so. Um, no, nothing Nothing at all happened in the last week.
1: Yeah, there's, Other than the football stuff we'll talk about later. Well, yeah, there's that. There's that that will uh, take up the... Uh, Bulk of the show, I'm hoping, football and not your normal dribble. I oh, know it's there. Jackson's invented a fake footballer that plays starring roles in Jackson's house football games. Does he play for the Broncos? He does. And he's actually got a name. Johnny Adams. Johnny Adams. <laughs> plays for the Broncos? Yeah, apparently. I think he's turned out for Manly a couple of times and done some good things. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but is he like against Jackson or he's like on his team with him?
1: Well, no, Johnny Adams chips over the top. Yeah, and um, he smashed Benji Marshall a couple of times. That that like? A good player <laughs> scored then. a bunch of tries. Johnny Adams. Oh, I just, so is all... he
0: is he Johnny Adams when he's playing? He's like he's that's his character when he's doing the. He... Well, that's
1: one of them. I mean, he's you know he's Broncos plays a lot too. Yeah, Johnny Adams. I don't know. He's so he like Adams
0: a kid from Kindy or something. Or sorry, no. So he's just, invented this name. Just Adams, fucking right?
1: invented this person out <laughs> of the blue, who is possibly the greatest rugby league player ever.
0: He's like an imaginary friend. He's imaginary friend. I've
1: never heard him mention this person other than house football. Could be like Ben Cray, could be like an imaginary player. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> anyway, Johnny yeah. Adams, we salute you.
0: News. First story, Josh Dugan and Blake Ferguson have been stood down. Canberra Raiders have axed them from Friday night's crucial match against the South Sydney Rabbitohs for alleged alcohol breaches. Raiders coach David Ferner will name his team, which obviously we've got in front of us. Unavailable for comment, but... Dugan and Ferguson will both be stood down for disciplinary reasons relating to alcohol. It's alleged Ferguson showed up to a training session late last week, still under the influence of alcohol, while Dugan had allegedly been drinking while trying to recover from an abdominal strain. Both were in breach of the club's alcohol (laughs) policy.
1: I find that funny that, you know, doing something that might induce vomiting might help you get over an abdominal strain. (laughs) Ferner has already demonstrated this season that abuse of alcohol
0: will not be tolerated, placing the entire NRL squad on an alcohol ban for three weeks following their loss to the Brisbane Broncos in round seven. That ban was only lifted following Canberra's last round victory over the Parramatta Eels.
1: Rules is rules. I don't necessarily agree that these people that are professional footballers need to be treated like children, but... When you see instances like this where they can't follow a simple directive from a coach that's already under fire and they're part of a team that is fairly um, underwhelming so far this season, that they couldn't follow a simple directive for the better of the team um, and show their respect for the coach's authority, Um, they've showed complete disdain for that. Um, I don't necessarily, like I say, agree with a booze ban as such, but if it's part part of the club's policy, then the players are, uh, you know, it's... Exactly. It's their, job. We, it's
0: their job to respect it. And when you're getting paid like two hundred thousand dollars, let's say to fucking well, run around a couple of times a day. It's not even that. It's a, play PlayStation for the rest of the week. Yeah, see I mean, these guys on sixty
1: distance. grand a year that follow the directive. Why do these guys yeah. single themselves out? Yep. And think and Josh Dugan, he's he's played representative football, he's he's identified as one of the, you know potential superstars in the game. Yep. Fucking this only really serves uh, to confirm my opinion of Blake Ferguson, hasn't he? Yeah, I mean he's, he's a bit full of himself. You know, he's obviously
0: you know we've been over several times. You know, his his departure from the Sharks, saying yeah. he wanted to leave the Winnie Club. How's that worked out for you, motherfucker? But um, he's that guy. He's got that lair sort of thing in his game as well. Like he'll he'll mock a player who makes a mistake on the opposite side. He'll fucking you know show off as he's you know crossing the try line or whatever. Yeah. Like celebrate ten meters out. Um, just that you can't really
1: I just I don't understand you know as far as the team culture goes they all need to be pulling together and if the, and it starts at the top from the coach and if the coach doesn't have the respect from the players t- to follow through on you know a directive set down by Ferner yeah. um, then you know there's big problems there Absolutely feel, and feel too, for c- certainly I wouldn't say Ferguson is an influential player amongst the playing group, but certainly Dugan is. Yeah, def- I mean, he definitely. I mean, as possibly the best, play- you know, Cats here probably have him as far as his ability goes at this stage of their careers, but he's probably the best player in the team. But with Tongue not being there, yeah,
0: I mean they don't have a lot of senior guys. No, and so he. I mean, he's young, but you'd think that you know people would you know some, there's
1: guys younger than him that would look up to him. Given that he's played Origin, etc., Exactly. And his status in the game at the moment, so... Well, his status in the game at the moment is super tampon. I mean, like... Well, he
0: is, Great great player, but, you know... Try and get yourself in for more than one week each month. (laughs) (laughs) You bloody idiot. Oh, God. (laughs) Next story, Michael Jennings... Snubbed again, New South Wales Origin Centre Michael Jennings has been again left out of the Penrith side, named for Sunday's match against Manly at Centibet Stadium. Jennings, who was dumped to the New South Wales Cup for the last game before the State of Origin teams were announced, will line up at left centre for the Blues in tomorrow night's se- series opener in Melbourne. Whether he gains a late reprieve remains to be seen as he's not been named to play for the Windsor Wolves either. However, Panthers coach Ivan Cleary is stuck with Jeff Daniela and Brad Tye as his centre pairing against the Seagulls, with Jennings not included in the NRL squad.
1: Well, the last two games that he hasn't played, Penrith have put some vastly improved performances together.
0: Good win, and uh, you know, and uh, a good and effort in defeat. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Um, where's he get pulled from if he's been dropped from the Windsor Wolves as well? Say, where's like, he SG get pulled Balls from like, for Origin too?
0: Well, you got SG Ball. I mean, like Harold Matts have finished, haven't they? So. he's a bit old for that. They're <laughs> <laughs> sticking him in the Toyota Cup or something. A great.
1: <laughs> he might be playing A grade.
0: Yeah, well, who's out there for?
1: Because they call they call a New South Wales Cup Park footy. What is that call like?
0: Just so like cricket pitch footy, like concrete. <laughs> maybe playing like just footy in a car park somewhere. St Mary's fucking, I don't know what they are. Or maybe he'd be like downgraded to like Oztag or something. Maybe. <laughs> Which is suit in with his tackling style. The
1: St Mary's carjackers. <laughs> he pulled straight out of there to play Origin too. Look, he's obviously they're obviously trying to prove a point here, but um, you yeah. know, there, there's obviously. Uh, Something going on behind the scenes as far as Michael Jennings's future at the club, by the sound of it, you know, it's one yeah. thing to teach a kid a lesson, but Jesus, yeah, I mean, Quite I possibly the best player in their club, too. Let's, doesn't let's not cut your to nose me. off to spot your face, yeah.
0: But I mean, I think you know, maybe the decision's been made that his attitude or whatever is not there, and he's looking for a way out, they're looking for a way of alleviating some cash flow because obviously there's a lot of money invested in him.
1: I had a um. A customer slash supplier of mine that i have a very close relationship with um he rang me the other night to uh wish me well in my new employment venture that i'll be starting in the next couple or next week or two and uh we got chatting about football as we do and he was saying i was saying what's going on with the panthers mate you know mickey gordon signed with the sharks yep um and he said well yeah there's um you know he's made a fair bit of noise about wanting to play fullback, and uh, Lockie Coote is is very much more in favour there as far as fullback. He was, you know, he wasn't happy to play wing. So, yep. you know, they were, weren't exactly totally sorry to see him go. This guy's a sponsor of the club as well. Okay. <laughs> um, and he said, don't be surprised if Jennings doesn't f- isn't too far behind him. Well, so, you know, there's a lot of people on the board there, and and hi- in the hierarchy that aren't big fans of Michael Jennings yep. off the field. Sharkies um, could use some centers. Couldn't they?
0: What? <laughs> and I mean, you know, we may as well talk about Michael Gordon while we're on the subject of the Panthers and the leaking players.
1: I'd rather talk about Nathan Gardner. <clears throat> gordons
0: the, he's, the Gordon, he's the Gordon you'd want to get it to, though. <laughs> get it to <laughs> he's Gordon. He's sensational.
1: Don't get it to Gardner. I mean, He'll you know, be on the wing when his best. legs When his
0: legs are intact, I mean, yeah. you know.
1: Can't play the coach, game.
0: Superhero. I mean, came to his own last year before injury.
1: Oh, it'd be interesting to see what sort of make-up the Sharky side has next year, you know, with Gordon taking his place in the side. You would imagine he's not going there to play wing.
0: Yeah, but with their, you know, with their, let's just say, um, less spectacular back line that they have, with the exception, you know, Gardner's obviously done his work. I think Gardner could slot into a wing quite nicely. Whether he wants to is another yeah, question, that's of course. The thing, you, know, do you
1: know, you have another disgruntled player and... yeah. Very interesting uh, situation developing there at the Sharkies, but as for Jennings, great player. I think he's learned his lesson. I just hope Penrith don't, you know, string this out in the media too much longer, because you know you're going to get to a point where he's not going to want to be at the club anymore. And yeah. he's, you know, he has come through the the ranks, and at his best, he's one of the premier centres in the game. And uh, you know, Penrith aren't exactly flush with attacking brilliance yeah they'd be careful not to uh, cut their nose off to spite their face as I said
0: yeah I think I have a feeling that you know that's probably more just to wait and see what he's uh, how he pulls up out of origin yeah. but then again Lewis probably decide too so that, that doesn't that, yeah, that doesn't exactly. Fly. okay um, the next is an amazing story of a video referee being axed for doing something that benefited Manly The video referee responsible for the howler that cost Sydney Roosters a shot at a rare upset win. Well, yeah, that's fucking bullshit. Anyway, Pat Reynolds' crucial call during the second half of the Seagulls' 18-10 win left Roosters captain Braitha Astor flabbergasted and the visitors' momentum skidding to a halt. With Manly leading 16-10, Roosters halfback Daniel Mortimer crossed under the post for what was seen to be a match-levelling try, but the four-pointer was denied on review by Reynolds, who ruled that forward Brad Takarangi had used his elbow dangerously against Manly's Daniel Harrison while offloading to Mortimer. It had been referred to him by central referees Ashley Klein and Jared Maxwell. Reynolds is more than likely to be left out when NRL referee appointments are made for round 12. Bill Harrigan wrote on NRL.com that the video referee got this call wrong. It should have been ruled a try to the Roosters. The video referee believed that there was a raised elbow from the ball carry in the lead-up to Daniel Mortimer crossing the line, but he got the decision wrong. Takarangi was placed on report for the incident, but was not charged by the Match Review Committee. Mortimer, however, refused to blame the referee in blunder for the Roosters' defeat. It was an unfortunate thing to happen, but in saying that, we should have lifted and bounced back. We, should have fin- we could have finished a bit stronger.
1: Karma. This
0: is a bit of karma, and also... Manly had a fair try denied too. And you know what it's karma
1: for? <clears throat> what in the hundred-minute game when Gareth Ellis <laughs> crossed for a fair try, and Benji Marshall threw a punch at Mitchell Pearce and they pulled it back and disallowed the try.
0: That is good karma. That's, that's true. that roosters. Yeah, and also it's karma because there was a I can't remember who the the East player was, but not far out from their own line, someone was rucking out and he sort of got held up, and then he tried to offload the ball, hit the ground. Manly guy scooped it up and scored, and they said. Oh, no, he, part, he he offloaded it after it was called held. So, we will take it back to play the ball. <laughs> that fucking kindergarten rule shit, I mean.
1: You know. I don't mind that rule. I don't mind that rule <laughs> simultaneous, if it's actually simultaneous. If, I don't think it was
0: simultaneous. And they just so. didn't want a award to try. Yeah, they just didn't want a award try. It was probably a square <laughs> up a for ugly. that, actually. It was probably a square up for that. So, at the end of the day, Roosters, you know, have a fucking cry. I don't care.
1: Anyway, and mainly time fans, something benefited and us. Mainly fans can also shut the fuck up about being hard done by, by referees. Well, See, we got one back. It's always swings and roundabouts, my friend. Exactly. I don't know if you've ever been to a circus. I suspect you probably had as Going, a clown. No. Um, you've Going, never been to a circus?
0: Oh, I don't think so. Oh, maybe I went to the Moscow one when I was a little kid.
1: Going yeah, to circus I LA to in that. July. That's not a real circus, Nathan. That's a bunch of people <laughs> dancing in tights. <laughs> Se- sexy bitches dancing in tights. Unless there's a bearded lady and... Uh, yeah, you know, world's yeah. strongest man. But what swings and roundabouts got to do with circus? I forgot my point. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just assume you no, can have one. Hey, move on. <laughs> manly fans bitching about always being hard done by referees. Here is is a, a classic example of how they've benefited from referee fuckery. Yeah, all shut up for the rest of the year.
0: We got one back. I will acknowledge that we uh, we got one back, and uh, so it's probably about fifty to go. But it's a start. So you know, for the rest, if we get, the, if we can collect the other forty nine this season, I'll be delighted. <laughs> 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 um, where are we Cronulla net a new sponsor the Sharks there's an interesting story in uh, I can't remember which paper it was but um, the story of how this sponsorship deal with uh, Shark Energy came about Cronulla Chairman Damien Irvine was driving to Bathurst to attend the Anzac Day Dawn Service with his father who's a Vietnam vet when he had the chance meeting that yesterday landed the financially strapped club a three year injection I had a board meeting on the 24th of April. It was a Tuesday night. Anyway, we left about 11 p.m. to surprise Dad for the dawn service and I called into a servo and it was one of the test distributions for the brand Shark Energy. I saw it and thought... Gee whiz, that's a great brand for us. I must look that up the next day. After the dawn service, he returned to work work on a sponsorship deal that has the NRL battlers back punching with the heavyweights. We're not like other clubs where if we don't hit our revenue targets, we get a grant from the league's club. We need to earn it to spend. You can't underestimate how important this is for us. When you cast your mind back to 2009, and now, I mean, we're back commercially to where we were prior to 2009, this puts us back where we deserve to be.
1: Sounds like a made-up company.
0: I'm pretty sure it is a major company. I had never heard of it before the announcement on uh well yesterday, um, as we are recording this. And I uh, oh, shoot it was a fucking power company like electricity.
1: If he's a, if he's walked into a servo in April mm-hmm. and they're one of the test yeah. franchises selling the stuff, a servo. Yeah. Not Woolies. Yeah. Or Aldi. Yeah. Or Cole's. A servo. Yeah. Where have they sprung three million bucks from? <laughs> Who owns this stuff? Is it Coca-Cola or Pepsi or someone?
0: I'd say it's it full It must of, be a global giant. Oh, it's, it's full yeah. of meth and bikeies own it. <laughs> and it's just an alternate distribution channel.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's probably made in Cronulla then, that being the case. Yeah. Oh, it's good to see the Sharkies having some good luck um, off the field with, with some of the uh, sponsorship deals coming their way. Oh, you know, we mentioned Fisherman's Friend the other week when they came on board, which is good to see. Um they're starting to put together on the field and, and it's good to see them getting their act together off the field as well and, and making a bit of a stronger club of it. They've had some rough times and, and on and off the field lately and, and you know there's been a lot of talk that this new development um, is going to make or break the club depending on whether it goes ahead or not and these sponsorship deals are, are going to shore up their future. So it's good to see and Sharky's fans must be stoked. Finally,
0: Origin is coming. The titanic clash between Queensland and New Zealand.
1: So... State of the origin.
0: Melbourne is gripped with origin fever, hey? Bring one game a year to the self-appointed sporting capital of the world, should we? At a joint press conference at Etihad Stadium in front of New South Wales and Queensland coaches and captains, the Victorian Minister for Sport and Recreation, Hugh Delahunty, showed just how much the Mexican state loves origin footy. He welcomed the Blues skipper Paul Gallen as Paul Callan for the big clash between Queensland versus New Zealand for the state of the origin... Mr. Delahunty also said reports that Melbourne wanted a game annu- annually had been embellished. Let's hope so, because if the Victorian Sports and Recreation Minister doesn't know the name of the New South Wales captain, which team plays which, and the proper name of the concept, they don't deserve to have it. The end. What a cock! Yeah, I mean, how fucking hard is it? I mean, clearly he doesn't he doesn't watch the sport or anything like that. But you think? Do some fucking research. Oh, you'd think you'd have a I staff. What's this guy in front dragging
1: you. a couple of hundred grand a year out of the taxpayers' coffers? You
0: think? One of the staff people would have had a, you know, one single printed sheet with a few facts, (laughs) with those facts being it's Queensland and New South Wales, who who
1: both squads are complete squads, not just the captains. uh, Unbelievable, I mean, what does this motherfucker live under a rock?
0: Well, yeah, yeah, he does. He lives in Victoria.
1: Look, it's like. You don't have to be a rugby league supporter to know about state of origin.
0: No, exactly.
1: <laughs> like
0: It's called the same thing when they were doing it in AFL too, so it's not like, you know what I mean? It rolls off
1: the tongue. Unbelievable. These Some of these politicians are so fucking out of touch with the world. Mm-hmm. Just I can't get over it. What a moron. And he made himself look like a moron on the public stage, which is justice. For yeah. sullying the great Paul Callens name.
0: Exactly. He's a machine, a super coach legend, Paul Cullen. Yeah. I couldn't find him, no he's, one to get him.
1: He's, he he's eighty seven thousand five hundred. Get him for a steal. Because
0: <laughs> he'll get you a hundred points easy. Easily. Captain that shit up. Recaps kicking off with Friday night football. The West Tigers 24 defeated the New Zealand Warriors 22 yes, they at did. Leichhardt Oval in front of a crowd of about 16 and The point scorers were tries to Matty Utai, Bo Ryan, Tim Molson, and one third of a hat trick. The went great to man, Lottie Takiri himself, Benji four of four in a rare performance a of rare of performance. Adequacy. Defeating the New Zealand Warriors, 22 points came from tries to a double to Conrad Hurrell. Bill Tupo, Ben Henry with the other tries. Maloney, three or four. Crucial miss.
1: Well, I not know about crucial. They scored well, a try after the fucking siren. He could have kicked it and tied the fucking game up. No, it was 24 Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. But, I mean, he got three or four. So, if he had got his other one, the game would have been fucking four tries each and four conversions each. Therefore... Another golden point
1: win for the Tigers. Yeah, because they do so well at that. <laughs> They'd probably only have a 50-50 go-, go in there, wouldn't they? They've won their last... one, two, one. One. <laughs> fuck. One They've of their last two. They've lost some heartbreaking <laughs> Two of their three. last three.
0: <laughs> oh, God. This uh, game give you cancer? Would
1: have given me cancer. The first half was cancer. It was Vuvuzela of the year almost in the first half. The first three minutes, um, I thought, fuck, this is going to be a long night. They just stripped the numbers, Lottie was found wanting, they strolled over in the corner I thought, "Uh (laughs) uh-oh, here it is, committing suicide again. It's lucky I'm so shit at committing suicide. Yeah, true. If I was better at it, I probably wouldn't be doing the show. You wouldn't have seen 2005 Grand Final win. No, see, 2005, it was the best of times, it was the worst of times, because... (laughs) My expectations prior to 2005 were quite low for the Tigers, just that yeah. so they'd be competitive. They had a bit of a ragtag bunch of heroes. Occasionally, they'd knock off one of the top sides. Most of all, they'd probably get beaten uh, whilst being valiant champions. Um, 2005, we won the comp. Then all of a sudden, I started thinking we're going to win every comp every year for the rest of eternity. <laughs> what a fucking dumb thing that was to think. <laughs> <laughs> and that has since been proven to, a little, to be a little bit off the mark. I thought the Warriors in this game... Their forwards really found their groove early and they looked like they were going to be too strong for the Tigers pack. Um, and the commentators went on and fucking on and on and on about how big and strong the Warriors pack and how little and tiny and weak the Tigers pack was Shane, looking, they stopped playing at halftime
0: though. Sorry? Shane, the Warriors actually stopped playing at halftime.
1: They, they did a little stopped. bit. Um, the Tigers, I, I think they weathered the storm, the first half storm from the Warriors and showed good character to, to finish over the top of them. They still weren't at their best. Their attack is still spluttering and... Far from where it should be, but I think that's got a lot to do with some of the selections. We'll talk more about those later in the um, in the previews, but playing Chris Lawrence at 5'8", and he lasted half the game, yep. which compounded our ways, but I think Benji really stepped up. Tommy Humble had his best game for the club, yep. um, and Aaron Woods, he's, that's his third, at least his third man of the match performance of the year. Yep. He's absolutely killing it at the moment.
0: Yep, he's in my sub coach
1: side. Brought him in about two weeks ago. Mate,
0: he gets about ninety a week. He's fucking gold, man. I mean, you could captain him if you, were, you know, yeah. for whatever reason. If you
1: know, you didn't have a Parker and Gowan in. Um, Conrad Harold, he's sort of stormed onto the scene with a bit of hype around him. The Harold Kane. Oh, that's probably possibly the worst nickname ever. But he um, goes with the song though. When he when he yeah. trampled over Lotson. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He doesn't have many strings to his bow, but the ones he does have are brutally effective at the moment. It was interesting to hear the the guys on uh, the Fox uh, Monday Night Footy panel last night were talking about him, and they said, you know, he's going to have to develop a few more. You know attributes to his game if he's like passing from fucking left to right. Yeah, if he had done that, the Warriors probably would have scored around forty points.
0: (laughs) The amount (laughs) amount of times when he had three guys converging on him, and he could have just simply passed out to his winger to score the try. He's ready, especially in the last twenty minutes of the game. He's just right
1: over everyone.
0: and and admittedly, yeah, he did it twice. But yeah, (laughs) I mean, if he just had a fucking pass, they would have scored a lot of points. They probably would have won the game because I mean, he attracted a lot of defense, and they knew he wasn't going to fucking pass it.
1: And can I just say, it was good to see, A, the Tigers win in a flurry of absolute Twitter fuckery.
0: <laughs> so you say you say fuckery, but
1: I say it was probably the best night I've ever had on Twitter. And on top of that, possibly the most maligned Tigers of all, all stood up and had great games.
0: <laughs> well, I don't know about that. I mean, yes, yes, you can say that Lalton got the, the winning try. But he had a couple of dodgy. He moments was fucking under horrible the for ball. the rest of the game. No,
1: he had a couple of dodgy moments under the horrific. High
0: balls. And the only reason, the only thing that saved his ass, was Matt Utai playing like he was two foot taller. He was. He was great. Bo Ryan was good. Yeah, Bo Ryan was good. But I mean, Bo Ryan doesn't. He's not maligned that that much. I would say. Oh, I mean, fucking please! It only comes out when he makes one of those stupid fucking mistakes that he's got in his game. I don't think it's a week to week thing with Bo.
1: Lottie. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Well, you know, Lottie was great. Lottie had his issues. What issues did Lottie have, other than letting the first try in the first three minutes? Of course, yeah, you mentioned it he, yourself. He got, you could have give him five minutes to warm up.
0: <laughs> Jeez. It's okay. What be- else did Lottie do? He didn't. He didn't fucking complete his hat trick. There you go. There's something else he didn't. He do. He scored one try. Oh yeah, one <laughs> hat trick.
1: And, and can I just say, against the Gold Coast Titans in our previous game, yeah, if he had to kick the ball out wide and Lottie had to run for it, and then in the process of trying to catch the ball had to have slipped, and then tried to grasp the ball and ground it much like he did in this game perfectly if that had happened at the goal case game the ball would have ended up up Lottie's arse somehow he would have found a way
0: yeah so what you're saying is he's on track to get a hat trick across the whole season
1: is that what you're saying (laughs) (laughs) look it takes you know what's the journey of a thousand miles starts with a single step Nathan True. The journey of three tries in one game starts with getting the odd try. <laughs> but and remember when achieved he achieved sta- that goal? Now
0: remember when he started for the Tigers and he achieved two tries in his first game and then proceeded to score about fucking another five across the rest of the season. No, he scored
1: seventeen. <laughs> I've told you that already. <laughs> I would. I felt like more like seven to me. <laughs> Probably because you you only saw seven of them because you just turned the rest of the games off. Good win for the Tigers against a good team and. It's something I haven't been able to say uh, much of this season, although they did beat Cronulla, who's flying high at the top of the table at the moment. but um, Through referee fuckery, the likes of which he's subjected to. I can't remember that. <laughs> um, but, you know, the Warriors have been in good form and the Tigers um, stood up and they beat them. And
0: They played like a busted asshole in the second half too. I think they just thought it was going to happen for them. In the second half, the way they the way they just because they didn't play very well in the first half, but they were well on top.
1: Yes, definitely.
0: And I think they just sat back, and thought it was going to happen, and they just you know, died. it was a rocks week. Stupid Warriors,
1: turn it around next time. I was proud of the boys. I was proud of their about, effort. Yeah, two points, man. Fucking two points. No, Robbie L- Lawrence went off at half time. I mean, the Lawrence is like at stage adversity, you know, the likes of which we haven't seen. Lawrence, is about, was Lawrence invented, is about
0: as useful a footballer as fucking Stephen Hawking at this point. Christopher Reeve. Before he was dead. <laughs> but after he fell Are the you going to read out tweets now? <laughs> yeah. I've got nothing more
1: to say to you. <laughs> okay. You hateful, hateful man.
0: I just want to say that it was heartwarming to see Tigers in decline trending on Twitter in Brisbane. Fucking sensational. Um, and just the sense of community... <laughs> Of People banding together, listeners That's to this great. show. It's the
1: sort of community I'd like to drop a fucking
0: bomb on. You know, many many NRL clubs and, you know, like, NRL shows, I mean, you don't see the footy show, you don't see that sort of stuff trending. So, I mean, it's it's heartwarming to see the little Aussie battlers that are this week in the league <laughs> with their little Aussie battler hashtag, times little, of decline.
1: Little Aussie <laughs> battlers trying to make their way in a tough, harsh hashtag and, world.
0: And people just started using it because this is the thing: is it breaks out every single game, but this time it was magic. There's some sort of magic on Friday night, and people decided that no, tonight was the night when Tigers in decline. And then there's a few become, people
1: that don't actually listen to the show that amped up, and they're like, the "Fuck is this fucking shit? <laughs> fuck you! <laughs> they totally you didn't, didn't fucking get it. Talk about fucking Tigers in decline. Man. And I'll read
0: out some of those guys too. Come we, on, guys! You know, don't listen to him. But uh, <laughs> so we got to hear what we got. Uh, Ben V1 Hardy, who is a listener of the show. He said, uh, Tigers are in front with seven to go, but still somehow in decline. And then he's got, Hash, Oz twilia running wild. <laughs> then you've got Gotta Love Keefy, another listener. Hash, fuck you and your Tigers in decline. <laughs> <laughs> then you've got uh, Simo underscore Ali. Glad Tigers got the win. Four straight. Hash, Tigers in decline. <laughs> and 102 Megan, who... um Echoes my thoughts. The most enjoyable part of that game was following the hash Tigers in decline and the wildcard in decline hashtags. Um, Nigel Bridgman. The Tigers win, and I almost feel happy for Glenn. Almost. Hash Tigers in decline. Hash hairline in decline. <laughs> <laughs> then you body underscore boarding, who is a listener of the show, has said, Hash, what the fuck is with tigers in decline? <laughs> I don't know if that means they were supposed to lose what's up with that or because I mean, you listen to the show man you know what the hashtag's all about I'm just going to streamy you do. Um what else do we have Cruzy06 this is addressed to you I had your back you did not <laughs> you liar don't you let anyone tell you any different <laughs> hashtags in decline hash <laughs> bourbon in decline that's right because he kept going on about ice cubes in decline the whole yeah. <laughs> through the whole game as well uh, Cambo ninety six. What a surprise! Betty White gets hurt and only plays half a game. Hash Tigers in decline. Hash tampon in decline.
1: Oh wow! <laughs> wow! How is Kieran Foran
0: There's so well. Come on now, this is like first injury of his career. He'll be playing
1: next week. Yeah, we've, we've heard that. Eleven weeks in a row. We'll uh, we'll uh, <laughs> will Chris Lawrence. Well, he's been named, but uh, hash Kieran foreign in
0: decline. Legendary. Are you finished with the tweets? I'm just I'm actually I'm just just switching through and just having a look. And then we've got people just absolutely fucking firing up these battles before you know battles between listeners of the show and non listeners of the show. And like Bajar Hanson was a classic example when he's like he said to someone, um, yeah, you, know, you obviously don't listen to he, he he copped some shit obviously over this tigers in decline business. He was tweeting it out just to tweet it out.
1: Deserved everything he got too and this ad. guy's gone uh
0: he said, Yeah, good call, you fat mess. <laughs> Ouch. And he's going, what the fuck are you talking about? And he's gone, the Tigers in decline call, wanker. And he's like, you obviously don't listen to you know, at TWI league, so shut the fuck up. Maybe do a search on the hashtag and see what it's all about, Hasler. <laughs> he didn't say Hasler. <laughs> um, and there's a lot of this, uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> Mr. Wars. Did I just watch two under nine teams play football? Yes. Yes, I did. Oh no, grand! Up. No grand finals to be seen here.
1: Wear longer pants and wear proper socks. <laughs> shut up. <laughs>
0: um, and then this—I'm uh, not going to even read the tweet out from that idiot that was going at Bajaz because he's clearly not listening to the show. Uh, Tiger underscore Benji. Got to keep telling myself: do not feed the trolls. Their team hasn't won four straight. Hashtag Tigers on the climb. Well, my team's won four straight. What fuck are you talking about? All right. <laughs> Maybe you're talking about those other people, like, you know, Paraman 1973. What a gronk that guy in is. In all seriousness, wasn't a flash game, but the fact is the Tigers are winning ugly. Look out if they strike good form, hash Tigers
1: in decline. Smartest thing you've ever said. And he threw Except the, for that last bit. And then he threw the Tigers in Decline on the end.
0: <laughs> and then Garbs came up with a suggestion that said, um, you know, to get like a Tigers in Decline shirt going. You know, we sort of said, you know, how are we going to manage this, you know, whatever in decline shirt. And he said, uh, How about you uh, use a Velcro patch and then you can order whatever teams you want on Velcro for extra. (laughs) So that's interesting. Super Saturday, the North Queensland Cowboys 30 defeated the Penrith Panthers 28 in front of a crowd of 11,500 people up there at Dairy Farmers Stadium. The points were... Well, a lot of points scored in this game, obviously. And we had tries, too. Maddie Bowen, Ashton Sims, Ashley Graham, Antonio Winterstein, and Gavin Cooper. Conversions, Maddie Bowen was 4 of 5, plus he got one of two penalty goals. The Panthers, their 28 points came from tries, to Clint Newton, Brad Tyre, Travis Burns, Lockie Coote, Josh Mantor. One of two conversions from Luke Walsh, and Blake Austin, perfect night, 3 of 3.
1: Ashton Sims with the match winner. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Picking up a bobbling ball and crashing over. While Twitter while well, meanwhile Twitter is saying, while well, you're holding on to a two two point lead, don't give the ball to Ashton Sims. <laughs> Broncos fans of the world over would have been gasping and wondering why couldn't he do that in and This is the thing. Seven people will say to us, the well, people not to us, to me, oh, you know, harping
0: about Desi. Gee, you got a fucking hold a grudge. It's not even six months. <laughs> this Ashton Sims thing, it's four fucking years. <laughs> just under four years. Was it two
1: thousand seven or two thousand eight?
0: It was two thousand eight because it was it was the forty nil year. Ah, oh, it was too. Basically, yes. Ashton Sims saved the Broncos from getting done seventy nil because the storm the storm beat Cronulla thirty nil the week before. So I mean, <laughs> clearly, it's probably he's probably the greatest hero in Broncos history just quietly.
1: Oh my god. <laughs> his poor brother though. Yeah. It's so sad to see him get hurt again. Broke his leg. Probably the biggest story to come out of this. Oh, by far.
0: And also the whole tangle around it as well, where. You know, he could have been selected for Origin. He wouldn't have been in that game. Yeah, but he could have been. Still, se- you know, he, he was could have been selected for Origin and
1: had a, a similar thing happen in training. I mean, that's yeah. that's a bit of a rough call. Yeah, I, I don't agree with that sentiment at all. Just like, saying, I'm just all. He I'm could have been is, getting off the team bus and break his leg, like. All, what because well, yeah, clearly his legs aren't, <laughs> aren't the strongest <laughs> things in the world.
0: Um But I'm just echoing what. uh a lot yeah, of yeah. Cowboys fans and from. Queensland fans, you know, because a lot of Queensland origin supporters, their their thing was like, oh, fuck New South Wales, fucking didn't select him, so then he's broken his leg. Like, was, they would use it like, as a thing to shit on New South Wales origin, no. <laughs> like fucking retards.
1: Yeah, but what are the odds of, of a collision like that? Yeah. You know, like, yeah. especially in exactly the same spot yeah. where he's oh, like, oh, poor prick. Yeah. And Just, he's, he's worked so hard to get back and he was playing so well. And he was very unlucky not to be selected for origin. Um. yeah, very, very disappointed. It was nice to see, you know, say what you want about Ashton Sims as a player, but he's a good brother. It's nice to see him, you know, get up and wish him well as he'd come off the field, and he was yeah. obviously very, very concerned. And, um, you know, fitting for him to end up with the ball at the end of the game and, and score the match winner. Exactly. Penrith showed a lot of courage, I thought, in staying with the Cowboys for the whole game. In light of some of their recent performances, I know they beat the Dragons in Golden Point the previous week, but um before that, geeze they had, had some horrible scorelines against him where they just really turned it up and yeah and yep. didn't compete. Uh in this game was a different story and I think a lot of it had to do with the fact that Lucky Walsh was back and, and partnering him in the Harves was Blake Austin. And we spoke a few weeks ago about him being the answer at five eight and I got poo pooed for it by... possible revelation here, the way he's going. Yeah well is keep it up for a the bunch next, of people you know... cane me for suggesting that Travis Burns wasn't the right option there but when you look at the way they sort of combined and some of the attacking plays he can put on his footwork he's quick he's got a good passing game he's solid kicking game as well he's probably not as good as a defender as Travis Burns but he brings a lot more to the table in attack Um, and Penrith God knows they need to score some fucking points and showed in this game, 28 of them. <laughs> Came close. Yeah.
0: Came very close. And I mean, this is one of those games where, you know, on the flip side, you know, good job to Cowboys. You know, danger game for them. Sure. Uh, you know, missing several origin stars. Um, I still
1: think they were far from convincing, though. And, oh, absolutely. And I mean, the I fact think if that, they weren't at home, they probably would have lost this game. And and the, their reliance on JT to be the heartbeat of the squad is, is as evident as it's ever been. But they did scrape out a win against, you know, a team that's probably going to run second last.
0: And the it's team they probably, yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Second last is probably fair. I didn't yeah. call
1: them for the spoon, but Jesus, Paris going on.
0: <laughs> Parramatta need to start announcing retirements real quick, you know. <laughs> they need to find, they need to find like about 10 guys so they can get a 10-game 10, 10 winning streak going. The only problem is there's not 10 guys in that entire organisation that people give a shit about. They you just look, imagine
1: Carney going, Lubert, hey, yeah. Shax, now, I'm going to play in first grade this week. But what I want you to do is announce your retirement. <laughs> throw some anchor quotes in his speech. <laughs> you know,
0: make the make the kiddies laugh. You know, maybe throwing a joke about winning Powerball. Yeah, <laughs> you know the formula. <laughs> um, Twitter, Paramount 1973. The cows win a lacklustre game. Poor Tarek busts his leg again, and yet that whiny Pratt Burns lives on. Hash dog. Hash no justice. Ouch. Hash tigers in decline. <laughs> I don't know what's it, why he's set upon that Travis Burns. He'll do that. He's an angry He's an angry little prick, and he's like a, a terrier. Are we talking so
1: about he? Kyle or Travis?
0: <laughs> well, both of them, really. But um, I don't think Travis Burns is that much of a dog, though, really. He's just a, he's just like a, a tough little nugget.
1: He's a terrier. Yeah. And he'd play for the Texas Terriers. Yeah. But I don't think he's like a... I wouldn't say he was a cheap shop merchant or anything like that. Yeah. Tough little prick. Okay. John Saints, 1995.
0: Is that a new name? Popped up? Could be. You know you're bad when you need an arsy try to beat the Panthers. Hash Cowboys in decline without JT.
1: Yes.
0: (laughs) Jason P high. An entire Katy Perry song was blaring in the stadium as Tarek was on the ground screaming in pain. You stay classy, San Diego.
1: (laughs) It wasn't that woeful. (laughs) And I know that they make a big deal. I think the Penrith announcer copped a bit of flack last year from Peter Peters. Um for some of the things he said and did. I don't have an issue with some creative announcing at the games, yeah, but yeah. some of the music. Yeah. Especially the guy's laying there's breaking his leg. Yeah. Like, what was he? What was that guy off doing? Yeah. Making a cup of tea or
0: Yeah. Maybe he's trying to distract the fans with some bubblegum pop. You know, to, to distract them from the horrors that Look, were on the field.
1: I don't mind Katy Perry. Yeah. Because oh, I know what I'd rather be thinking about. Katy Perry than Tarek Sims' leg.
0: If there's two things I'd rather think about, it'd be two things that Katy Perry has and not two pieces of fucking Tarek Sim's If I think legs. about
1: Katy Perry too much, something the size of Tarek Sim's leg does eventuate. <laughs> and then you have to break it off.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Moving right along to a sexy time Sunday where the mighty Manly Seagulls, 18, defeated the Sydney Roosters, 10, at the Fortress Brookie. Um, points, Manly Seagulls. They had tries two. Weapon, Steve Matai, Michael Oldfield, and Daniel Harrison. The Ranger gets one. Jamie Lyon, two of Couple three of no on names the goals.
1: In
0: and uh, Jamie Lyon also got a crucial penalty goal. The Roosters, their ten points came from tries to Sam Perrett and Daniel Mortimer. Anasta was one of two on the conversions.
1: I thought Manly showed championship qualities, winning despite a host of notable absences and also lost Kieran Foran early. And they just hung in there. Wasn't pretty in patches, but they got the job done, and you know these sorts of wins are the the ones that probably won't make many highlight reels at the end of the season, but they're certainly critical, you know, at this stage of the year with the rep season up upon us, and exactly, um, very very important. Very very reminiscent, actually, of the time they beat East last season. It was
0: much earlier in the season, about round four, but we had all these injuries and suspensions and stuff out. And that was a game we you know, supposedly had no chance of winning. In you look back in retrospect, and you go, "Wow, that was a great turning point of the season." That was kind of the advent of Cherry when he, you know, and Four in their combination, and it was also the, you know, the start of East decline as well. And you know, they went on to have a really shit out season. So, Roosters in decline. Yeah, it wasn't like they were the, you know, at the time they were the beaten grand yeah. finalists, but no, <laughs> no one realised that they were going to go such in the gutter the way they did. But um,
1: still, yeah, very reminiscent of that. Um, I thought Watmoye really powered to his best performance. Funny that. that I can fun, remember. Fancy that timing. With a point to prove. Yeah, definitely. But that's that's his best game. I know he's played some really good games, but that was probably his most dominant performance since he almost single-handedly beat the Tigers back in 2009. i say, say the
0: same thing, because that was still probably his most dominant performance. I mean, yeah. That game against the Tigers was just fucking ridiculous. I like? just
1: sat back in that game and thought, Fucking, can you please not give him the ball? <laughs> actually, and you know
0: what? I just realised not realise, because that that game there was actually the genesis of this show. Yes. But for that to be the genesis of that show, that meant you actually were tweeting through the games back then. So at, the, at what point did you stop tweeting? No, no, I couldn't would, have been no,
1: doing too much. No,
0: we were definitely, we were going back and forth during the course of that game. Really? Yeah, yeah. Cause that's and that's and that's basically where you know we met per se, and then the the show you know sprung from there.
1: Now I'm sure we almost had a Twitter war at one stage before that. Over what Brent Kite? What about? I'm not going to
0: war for Brent Kite. No, you? you
1: did back then.
0: <laughs> I mean, I like him. He's a lovely guy. But I mean,
1: like, I think of people I get more
0: fired up about. <laughs> that's
1: strange. Yeah, um I think it ended in me telling you you're a fucking idiot or something like that. Like that never happens. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> wow. Exactly.
0: Um, and there's obviously there's, there's a ton of filthy, filthy
1: tweets through here. Um, oh, I just wanted to say one thing. Yeah, go for it. We've given Daniel Mortimer a fair bit of flack on this show, but he's playing a hell of a lot of reserve grade at the moment. But in his current form, he'd be a handy part of the first grade rotation. Problem is, where do you put him? There's some worse players running around in first grade than him. Yeah, where do you put him though? And would you actually like
0: you have to put him at? Would you actually like shift to Nasta maybe? And, and put him in or... Well, maybe not at the Pierce. Roosters.
1: Like, that's what I'm saying. Well, like, yeah, but... Yeah. He could find
0: a home. He could. He played really well. I mean, and I'd, I'd, I'd phrase it like, you know, he took his opportunity with both hands, but there's no opportunity. He's just filling space until the yeah, audience exactly. come back. I mean, you know? to
1: say he hasn't lived up to the 2009 hype would, would be a huge understatement, but... How many chances he had to do it, though? Yeah. And that's, the games that he's played in first grade this year, every single one of them, everyone's like, oh, yeah, Daniel Mortimer. Oh, that's right. He can play. Yeah. And... <laughs> and you, the irony that Josh Reynolds has come on playing five eight for the Canterbury Bulldogs when yeah. Dan Mortimer knocked back a spot <laughs> to go to stay at the Eels and since been punted to the Roosters. Yeah, um, yeah the ironic. Uh, you know, a decision he'd like probably like it over again. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think he's, um I don't think he's a, a career reserve grader, which is where he's at at the moment. Maybe he go to Cronulla and team up with Carney. Where would he play, though? Robson. <laughs> the
0: place where Jeff Robson's currently occupying, yeah, mate, who's maybe. basically little more than a warm body <laughs> in, a j- <laughs> in a jersey. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I was happy, happy with the the, the effort. Um, how about fucking Liam Foran's kick? How about the bounce from Matt on strike? <laughs> Sensational. I mean, arsey shit like that, just, you know, it very rarely happens. And ah, it does, every think- every
1: team needs their share of luck across the season. If yeah. that's one stroke, then fair enough.
0: And how about the first try, too, with Oldfield? Like, that pass from Cherry. Yeah. Like a fucking laser just cut great out Two player, guys man. just beautiful. That's just how you throw play. a cut out pass, Benji and Benji. Benji Marshall. <laughs> that one's not, not a hint of forwardness about it. Fast, like a fucking laser. Like, you know, even the two guys that were cut out, they, they didn't have enough time to even, to, you know, to get amongst it and fuck it up. Mm. You know, it was just brilliant. Um, good to see Cherry uh, starting to earn that cash again. All right. Let's have a look
1: at Lucky that. Lucky was never earning it. Well, you know, he's
0: missed some. He's dropped off wow. some crucial tackles. You know,
1: wow. He's, you know, wow.
0: He's been he's been having to deal with a lot more in uh, a lot more guys up in his face because you know they haven't had four in to worry about on the other side. So it's kind of diminished his input. My goodness,
1: T- hard taskmaster.
0: <laughs> I am mate. I expect I expect all of the players that, that pull on the manly, the manly jersey to piss excellence twenty four seven, and uh, I don't want to see a bad game out of anybody. And uh, good to see Daniel Harrison starting to get really fucking good too. He's got some good offloads, good passes out, scored a try. You know, he could be like the fucking, he could be the, the Ranger Beaver.
1: Oh, God. <laughs> Let's go to Twitter, shall we?
0: Rooster supporter. What Mo should have been picked for origin? Then we wouldn't have to face him. Yeah. Um, what we got here? Andrew French 91. Cherry Evans has hair like a mad professor, although he doesn't play like one. Hash fact, hash hair in decline
1: ridiculously
0: disproportionately long neck. He's a draft, huh? He's draft, is he?
1: He's, there's no, there's no hiding that. He's a draft. Uh, the man. You should wrap him up. He's got a neck that long. You should wrap him up in a brown paper bag. <laughs> <laughs> And then every time they go to play Penrith, the players would be trying to take him home. (laughs) And the fans. (laughs) fans. (laughs) They'd be like, oh, Penrith fans love me. (laughs) taking me home.
0: (laughs) They want to drink you and not in a good way. (laughs) Uh, The Mango X. So frustrating. Such quality players. Too many errors and penalties. Not like we're the Tigers with one star player.
1: Wow. What?
0: (laughs) Yeah, he fucking slandered in there, didn't he? Uh, He or she. uh, On a blood buzz. I hope Stuart is watching this Watmo clinic in Origin plays. Hash body shape, hash smotty shape. What? What's the body shape? I believe that um. Well, the story was the, the story went with Watmo, is that at the time when the New South Wales team was announced, Ricky came out and said, "Oh, he's injured," and then you know over the next couple of days, like two, he's like, "Fucking trained with us, no problems at all." I mean, bullshit. It wasn't us that said he was injured. And then it came out later in the week that he actually gave Watmo a call and, and before the announcement, it was like, we're going in a different direction. And so he actually just fucking flat out lied. And uh, so then there was that question mark over Gallon's knee, I believe it was. And so Watmo, they called up to say, you know, your 18th man, come on down. And he's gone no, fuck yourself, the club doctor says I'm not fit, <laughs> even though he was like, even though he was going to play the next day for Manly or that day for Manly. So it was kind of like, fuck you, kind of, you know, sort of thing. And of course, in public, he came out, you know, in the media, he's like, oh, there's no problem, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, actions speak louder than words, and it was good, and then he came out and played like that and jammed it right up him, so it was awesome.
1: Um, if if Anthony Watma is in the right body shape for Origin... Who is? Um, that guy's built like a fucking tank. Exactly. No, he wouldn't
0: be he wouldn't be that dissimilar to Galilee. You, know,
1: you know what the most indicative part of his body shape in comparison to Ben Cray? That's that probably means he is an origin player. Ball bag. Massive a set penis. of nuts. Exactly. A penis. And um, you know, I want to talk about body shapes. One including a vagina has no place in the origin arena. Exactly. Just saying Ben Cray. Cough.
0: Okay, Nita Bita, she said elfoz steps up again. So proud of him. Hope he continues to have a place in the side when k Foz comes back. That's true. He's actually getting better and better too. Obviously, you know, of course more game time with that, you know, the group of players. Wonder how he'll go if he's got T Rex on the outside of him if he needs to. Yeah. <laughs> it might turn out that we just got this clone army of Forens that we can just slot into the into the six whenever we need it.
1: What's Mr and Mrs. Forin doing? They can probably get a run as well. Give a couple of blokes a rest.
0: Yeah, why not? Mr. Foran. Are there any other Mr. Foreigns around there? Yeah. Why not? They seem to be built to play 5-8. Why not? The Mango X came back again and said, uh, Matt Ballin looks like an MMA fighter after every match. What a warrior. <laughs> He's got like the NRL man Sid hashtag is in decline. Some people just kept it going. It was sensational to see. Um, Dashing Dan won. See, this just to show how much of a, a fair-handed person I am in, the run in this show. At dashingtan1 said, at least Manly can relax now, knowing that they're not the only round in which Para picked up points. <laughs> See, I could have fucking ignored that tw- that gronkish tweet. But no, I'll, I'll, I'll say it. Um, Berkeley underscore eagle. And this was a very, very common theme in the tweets we got for this game. Seriously, LOL at Gaznia in the Manly Roosters game. Hash, gaffer tape to the sideline for Gaznia stat. The fucker adds nothing but stupidity to Fox Sports. And did you see what his biggest one was? He
1: called Liam Foreman, and Liam Fulton? Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> but, I mean, there were tweets coming thick and fast through every time that imbecile opened his mouth. Like, he's just not built for, you know, television presenting Patching, or, like, patches. You know, analysing game. Or anything. fucking talking. Yeah, in general, just being seen, really.
1: Um, really, if he's not leaving a message on a mobile phone about spurting source, he should shut yeah. his fucking mouth.
0: Fire it up. The real Jedi. Last year, a second-string side guts out a win against the Chooks, and we won the comp back-to-back. Bitches. Hashtags in decline. (laughs) And um, and one o two Megan. She did come with that. Oh, Gaz saying Liam Fulton instead of Liam Forum after the game. Hashtags in decline. Hash Gaz in decline. Hash. Sorry, no original ideas for hashtags. (laughs) <laughs> uh, Gleeso 78 have we had Gleeso 78 on board nah. before I don't think so Yeah. does Gazzni know anyone's name in the NRL he screws it up every week it's Liam Forum dipshit Hash gaznier declined <laughs> people are throwing their little flavour on it. it's great Batesy put your own flavour on it <laughs> you have that one under you <laughs> uh, by the way great win by Manly only soured by the presence of Mark Gazzni <laughs> Hash makes Ben Eichen sound like Rabs <laughs> Let's move on to the next game. St. George, Illawarra Dragons. Heartbreaking for them and their fans. Two weeks running. It's like the Parramatta story of last season, isn't it? They were defeated by the Rabbitohs. 19 points to 18. Down at Cogra too. Just under 15,000 people in the house. And the points came as follows. The Rabbitohs tries to Sam Burgess, Adam Reynolds and Andrew Everingham. Reynolds was one of two on... Oh, sorry. One of two in his field goals... And he was three of three on the conversions in a fantastic effort. St. George Illawarra Dragons, their points came from tries to Matt Cooper, try to Jamie Soward and Jason Nightingale. Poor old Ben Hornby. He missed his field goal shot. The cat in the hat missed two of them. But he did get all three of his conversions.
1: Dragons fans will disagree with me, I'm sure. But losing to South minus Inglis and Taylor, in the past few seasons under Wayne Bennett, that would have been inexcusable. Reality of of the type of side that they are this year must be slowly setting in for them.
0: Yeah, I'd like to I'd like to disagree with what you just said. Then, judging from the tweets that I've seen, they know all too well that they're fucked. Uh, yeah. <laughs> they're sitting in eleventh position at the moment, I believe. A very un, un dragons like position. Yep. You, they're not even going to choke this year. They're not even going to get to the fucking dinner table to put the food in the <laughs> fork and then put it in their gob.
1: <laughs> it's, it's just not happening. I want to talk about Adam Reynolds for a sec. He's He's not the uh the South Sydney era Chris Sando. No. Um but I'm sure sure based on <laughs> comparative form this season goes, Parra would rather have Reynolds over their five hundred and fifty thousand dollar reserve grader. All day. He just ultimately I think he seems more grounded than Sandow was. And that's, he's probably the perfect halfback for South, I think. He's, he's capable of, of sort of steering them around. He's got a good kicking game. Um, he's void of any real brain explosions, which I think was the biggest downside of Sandow when he was at South.
0: Yeah, and he's kind of devoid of like flashes of brilliance as well. But what he is, is he's reliable. Yeah. He's reliably... I'm not going to say pedestrian because that's kind of too negative, but you know what you're going to get with him and, he's, and he sort of brings it every time. Although this this game was probably... Would this be his best game that he's played?
1: Yeah, I agree. I think as he as he plays more first grade and gets more settled, he'll probably develop his running game a little bit more. I yep. think he concentrates on his kicking and passing game and leaves up a lot of the running up to, you know, Inglis when he's in the side, um, and then also guys like Sutton and Isaac Luke and he just sort of directs the team around from there. But yeah, I've been really impressed with him. He took a major leap in this game. It was a big um a big moment for him, he kicked the match winner yep and um yeah drove the dagger into the hearts of the dragon's fans, and yeah it's 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 definitely the crumbling of the of the dragon's empire over the last few seasons, yep, I know that you know they won the comp two thousand and ten um knocked out by a field goal last year, and uh yeah they're just just not the same side and I some of their personnel like I know Gazzini is not there but they haven't lost that many players No, Boyd that's
0: and like but admittedly Boyd did a lot more for them than he's doing for the Knights too yeah I agree like he's a much better player then
1: he I think maybe he'll fit the Knights style of play over time but as far as where he was with the Dragons it's, it's chalk and cheese and they're definitely um, I think some of their replacements like Morris is going well at fullback yeah. I think. And yeah, Chase no, Stanley as well um, in the centres there. But just don't seem to be able to put it together consistently. You know, they'll put a good performance together and then two or three bad ones.
0: Yep. And now, I mean, it's not going to be helped anymore, but, you know, with the uh, injury to Wayman, No. Gone for the season. And uh, I just want to say, like I, I said, I think it was last week, I said that Adam Reynolds is pretty much just a goal kicker that they just bring on, <laughs> kicks the goals. He's actually proving in that game that he's definitely more than that and hopefully continues to develop. I mean he's not a he's not like a cherry Evans kind of guy he's just going to explode no but I think he's going to be a solid you know certainly better than a Robson at
1: the oh, moment, I'd you know, agree, he's yeah. Kind of, he's
0: kind of robson-ish at the moment
1: you know slightly better I think he's going to be far better
0: over the course of his entire
1: career he's only a young guy too so yeah, he's got plenty yeah. of time to improve and develop exactly okay Twitter
0: Quinn Laden one point losses suck balls I love the red V but one point losses just root the week hashtags in climb Make me a sandwich. The Dragons, thinking of giving up Soured his only talent was winning golden point. Seems like he can't do that now either. Hash, king of the cats. He'll be a Newcastle in
1: time.
0: Yep. Shell harbour. Aussie, 11198. I've just sat through two golden point losses in a week. I feel like I've been raped by a 120-kilo man from Africa named Bob. Hash, fuck my life. Interesting picture painted there. Very <laughs> much so. And um, this was a tweet actually from five minutes earlier from the same person, Aussie11198. I think I speak for all Dragons fans when I say, you're fucking shit, Vito. Go back to Reggie's. Bring Vaya with you. Hash Michael Barney. <laughs> and yeah, and Vito didn't have a happy game.
1: No, uh, there's a lot of Canberra fans saying, ha ha. <laughs> you knew what you were getting. They, <laughs> you still they bought knew it.
0: exactly what they were getting. They knew what they were getting. This is inexplicable. Uh, and Tad Pike, our mate Tad Pike, the American who's. Um, he had the whole NRL on a platter to choose his side from and he elected <laughs> to go with the rabbits. But on this occasion. I think he, he just liked the colours. He's gone. Ah. So it's A and about 20 H's. Hash South's in a scent. A scent of what? Homelessness. <laughs> Methylated spirits. A scent of <laughs> unwashed. And. Sad, this is a sad tweet. This mate that brought tear to my this one. From at Devonhead, our mate Devonhead. Screw that guy. Hash trotters in decline. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's move on to a Monday Night Foot Bitch. Now, we've got a lot of new listeners this season, so I just wanted to make it absolutely clear that it's called Monday Night Footbitch because of a slip of the tongue by Ryan Phelan ages ago, two seasons ago. Yes. The fact that Robert Louie put his size sixes into his missus the night of Mad Monday has nothing to do with being called Monday Night Footbitch. Okay, <laughs> just wanted to make that clear. Who the fuck brought that up? I did, just now. Oh, okay. <laughs> Canterbury Bulldogs, 26, absolutely slaughtered the Cronulla Sutherland Sharks. Six, in front of a crowd of about 12,000 people in the cavernous ANZ Stadium. And this was not even a contest. The do- Doggies, 26 points came from a double to Ben Barber. We had tries also to Jonathan Wright and Timoteo Lafay.
1: Tim, he have a good game.
0: He did, and Bryson Goodman got four of four, answering his critics who said he couldn't catch the ball last week because
1: he couldn't. Couldn't catch it. He kicked four goals. What's that got to do with his catching?
0: <laughs> He's kind of pulled back some points. <laughs> he also got a penalty goal, and the Sharkies. Well, one try to Jeremy Smith and Wolf Brother. I know people hate that, so I'm just saying it to do it. John Williams,
1: one of one. The uh, Fox Sports guys made a, a big deal about the. Dog's interchange of passing amongst their forwards. I think the most impressive thing is the endless variations to that play. That, yeah. Um, it's probably... I know you you don't like to give him credit, but it's a credit to Desi's, Desi Hasler's coaching and the fact that... It's clearly a Jim Dimmick signature. <laughs> <laughs> I would wholeheartedly disagree. Um, they spoke about it and by their own admission the Sharkies uh, at the end of the game they interviewed Bryce Gibbs and he said they'd worked on it the whole week at training to try and stop it yep and pretty much all their points came from that play or, or a variation thereof yep impressive when it works I think teams coming up and in fast are probably, is probably the way to stop it but then if yep. you get a, a Hodkinson's probably the type of guy that could put a quick little kick in behind or, or even Reynolds and catch those guys coming, compressing the line in, yeah. out as well. So, that, But you can cover that. Yeah, you probably can, but...
0: If you're good enough, you can cover it.
1: Benny Barber was almost untouchable throughout this game.
0: Yeah, and then a lot Another of... Another one of those uh, games. Everything coming out of that is like, why is he in the origin? Well, because he's not better than Billy Slater, motherfuckers. That's why he's not in origin.
1: Dirt. Exactly, and... I
0: mean, yeah, he's playing amazing and he's a Queenslander. But fucking calm down. You can't put
1: every Queenslander in.
0: Exactly. Exactly. You've got, you got a whole open
1: slots for the fucking Bowerville dudes. <laughs> <laughs> and the Kiwis
0: and the PNGs and everyone else.
1: <laughs>
0: There's no Queenslanders aren't welcome.
1: Oh, I walked straight into that. That was magnificent. <laughs> I think the Sharks had better have Gallon and Carney in protective bubbles between games from here on in if this is how they're going to play without them. Yeah. I mean,
0: they can talk about the fact that, you know, they went well without uh, Gallon last week.
1: They can play without one of them. You can't yeah. play without both of them.
0: <laughs> exactly. And I mean, this one, like, their attack didn't work and their defence definitely didn't work.
1: I think Robson clearly does grow as a player in, in the presence of Carney, but he not only lacked the creativity to re- required to perform in Carney's absence in this game, but just the, some of his options, which are just should be just cut and dried at that level. Yep. He's He's a regular first grader and... Some of the options he was taking weren't really indicative of a a regular first-grade footballer. There was a couple of horrible, you know, one stage there was about six on one out on the right and he stepped back inside and tried to go himself. Yeah. I just, I don't get it. I don't get how he can play, you know, he's probably playing some of the best footy of his career um, in the games that he's played with Carney this year. As a warm body to take. To, to pass the ball to Carney, <laughs> he's been more than that. But this game, he was back to some of his worst games he at just, He's just not a cre- he's not a creative player.
0: He's not there to be. He's not there to be the creative guy. And when he has to be the creative guy, he's fucked. Yep. I mean, it's just and and it's no. And, and it is, it's and just it just clearly a clear mess with his, his head.
1: The fact that he he was trying too hard to be that guy rather than just shoveling the ball out. Yep. It's clearly, uh, clearly a few mind games, but the doggies were well served by their forward pack. I thought James Graham was really good, void of uh, vaseline. Yep. Aiden Tolman, uh, Cassiano, they were all great, um, and then Ennis and Reynolds and and Benny Barber all played off the back of that. And, they just and actually, yeah, in. Ennis was pretty good. I mean, in a year, a forgettable year so far. Yeah, he was actually pretty good. And you know, I think he's obviously stung by the whole Origin situation. There's some real uh, gritty sort of hustle plays that he put in a couple of charge downs um, and some of his work around the ruck especially in defence as well um, shows that he's probably getting somewhere near his best so it'd uh, be interesting to see how the uh, how the origin sides you know if New South Wales would lose game one you know maybe he's a look in again possibly yeah okay and uh and I would
0: sum up the match by no gallon no carney. <laughs> really <laughs> no I chance. Mean, let's see how the dog is continuing because they've been very up and down I mean yeah, you know, there's a lot of hope went into this season. You know, because of the poaching of Desi and whatnot, but um, hasn't really eventuated. Probably because he's one year early. Uh, he wasn't supposed to get you know some of the you know debilitating players that are currently in the squad. But um, he had him looking really good at one point. Now since uh, you know slumped to a lot of poor defeats, this me you know, hopefully gets him back on track. I wouldn't get too overly excited though. You know, but you know, if I was a doggies fan, you know, it's great to get the win. Cronulla were depleted of definitely their best two players sure. by far, so don't act like it's, you know you beat Cronulla in the you know, the peak of Cronulla. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> you didn't beat like you know top three side in their top three form, and it was good the amount of the loss actually um, bumped Manly up into uh, the top four. So cheers for that, Sharkies, and cheers for that, Desi. Zach underscore Chapel. Hopefully we play better against the bye next week. Did you see Did you see on the NRL.com last week when they had the um? Oh, it was, it was sorry, it was for this week when they had the the matchups, and then they had Parramatta, the Parramatta the versus buy, boy, yeah. and then they had like the poll like who's going to win, and it was like 14% said Parramatta, <laughs> <laughs> and they had a little blurb about you know how the buy you know, is the best chance the buy, had, blah blah blah. Wow, um, <clears throat> that's that's hurtful. Yeah, the unique one, 80. Not a great second half, but defence was good all game. Barber is a genius. Hash, X-Factor for Queensland. Hash, Sharks in origin decline. Freak09 said, The Sharks players should have called the cops at halftime. They're getting raped by the dogs. (laughs) And and this is a fantastic callback. Hash, Sharkman05 in decline. GT351 underscore Johns. Much better Bulldogs. Great defense and ball running. Good win champs. Hopefully the the start of Sharks' demise. Hash, Carney's local in decline. So hateful, and he's been hateful to the sharks the whole time, saying like, "I can't believe everyone's on the sharks' dick." You know, I can't wait for them to start. Like a, a lot of people are like, "Oh, you know, isn't it good to see the shark? He's doing better." You know, that kind of thing. Not him. No, he's he's fucking. Hate- I don't know what the sharks ever did to him, but Jesus, he's hateful towards him. Um, yeah, everyone else is kind of like, "Man, he probably you got know. kicked out of all these." <laughs> probably. Mr. The Hendo, people. Mr. Hendo, thirty-three. You know you're screwed when you have to rely on Jeff Robson to bring back a 24-0 deficit. Hash, in all seriousness, go Sharks. And the Chapo, 82. Where was this Bulldogs team against the Titans? Hash, Sharks in decline. Hash, it's colder than Siberia. Sounds like it might have actually been rocked up at the game.
1: Yeah, it's that time of year too.
0: Previews for Round Twelve, 2012. We kick off on Friday night with a top of the table-ish clash: the Melbourne Storm versus the Brisbane Broncos. It's down there in Melbourne, and uh, obviously it's going to be an Origin-affected game. Uh, the Broncos, Broncos are resting
1: a few guys. They're
0: resting almost all of them, aren't they? I think Gillette's going to be playing, but other yep. than that, I think they're all the resting getting rested, aren't they? Um, you know, a good thing for them is you know Peter Wallace is back in the side. But um Corey Parker's obviously
1: still there. Didn't get didn't get hooked after his goal kicking department. Is that what <laughs> no, definitely not. <laughs> um, so they've still got some good experience in the forwards uh with Parker and obviously Ben Tio, Alex Glenn, those guys will be leading the way, but geez it's a tough ask. Down there in Melbourne, Slater, Cronk, and what's that other bloke's name? Cam Smith. Cam Smith. Um, I, don't, I, I don't understand.
0: I mean, well, okay, I understand why Hook would, uh, you know, rest players. You know, he doesn't want them to burn out, blah, blah, blah. But he's pretty much the only coach that does it. I mean, the Storm usually, if they build up enough points and sort of cement their top two position coming into the end of the season, they might rest guys in the 25, 26 sort of thing.
1: But They've lost two on the trot. <clears throat> yeah, you might
0: want to. And against the Storm, if the Storm were to run away with this, yeah, you can go well, but we rested all our guys. But yeah. it's still, it's psychologically a damaging thing to occur.
1: Still, they've lost two on the trot. They need some momentum. Yeah. This is a tough time of year for them, regardless. I, you know, it's a it's a risky move. But having said that, he did this a similar thing last year, and then you know they came out unscathed. But yeah, well, of course they had it's a, sort a slippery D-locker slope. You know, there's, back then. there's still a couple of wins away from that log jam in the, in the sort of middle part of the table. But, like I said, two losses already, you know, this could well be another one if they don't, you know, yeah. and with a depleted side, you'd have to favour Melbourne strongly, so.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's kind of hard to sort of talk about this game, because we don't know how some certain players are going to come through origin, you know, there's always a the risk of injuries, but yeah. with the sides as named, the Storm are going to fucking smash them. Smash, I tell you.
1: Uh, I don't know about smashing them, but they'd definitely be favoured heavily to win. 13 plus. Win. Wow. Easy 13 plus, too. They make get 26. I'd like to see the Broncos win. It would be a good show of, of spirit, but I think the Storm would be too good for them. Next game, the South Sydney Rabbitohs versus the Canberra
0: Raiders, which I think is the game that's going to be going into Sydney live. Ouch. <laughs> Suck that. Yeah. I mean, honestly, South Sydney Rabbitohs versus
1: Canberra Raiders. <laughs> Suckers. So Who's going to win this one?
0: Well, you'd have to say um, if they get all their guys back from Origin, uh, with, you know, without injury. I mean, at the moment they're named, you know, right at the very end of a very extended bench. Uh, That's being Dave Taylor and Greg Inglis. If they throw those two guys back in the
1: side, then I think it you should know, kill them, especially those. with the Raiders without Ferguson and Dugan for disciplinary reasons, and, and of course still without here for the rest of the year. Um, yeah. I've, got no business picking the Raiders in this game I'll, I'll have to go with the Raptors even if they rested Taylor and Inglis sorry
0: even if they rested Taylor and Inglis they're still going to win I think um, I mean Canberra improved showings over the last two weeks but you know they had Dugan in the side they had Ferguson in the side and yeah those guys aren't everything but geez if Shilo doesn't back up well after the origin they couldn't get a hiding
1: Manute Bowl makes his uh, his debut for the Raiders Edric Lee yeah, out of the 20s. Yep. He's built like a corner post, but Jesus fast. <laughs> it's like he's made out of pipe cleaners, but I'm looking forward to seeing how he handles uh the, you know, a bit more physical uh aspect to the NRL and and also the pace of the game, but you know, I I'd, I'd like to see him break into the clear cuz Jesus quick. Yep. Yep. I still can't see any possible way in the world for the Rabbitohs to
0: lose this, but no said that, it's the Rabbitohs, so yeah, If there's a way, they'll find it. If you tip them and they lose, don't blame me. Saturday uh, kicks off with Newcastle Knights versus the Gold Coast Titans. <sighs> Two sides. Not going
1: that great. No. I mean, Titans, they had a fantastic victory over the Doggies. I can't Lane see Park. him doing it away from home against against the Knights, who are going to be desperate. Yeah, but... Danny I mean, Baderis comes back into the side for the Knights as well from injury.
0: I would imagine that Wayne Bennett would have a side feeling desperate at all times.
1: I suspect I suspect you're close to the mark, but Willie Mason comes into the starting side um he'll get amongst those early exchanges be interesting to see how he handles that in his aspect of his comeback so I'm gonna have to go with the knights, I think, I think to go they'll be the a knights. bit more desperate in the fact that they're at home and and probably a bit more personnel yeah and one win
0: for the Titans you know certainly doesn't make a season um Caesar's obviously you know going fantastically well. And if he can continue that form, you know, you could create something for them. Um, you know, once again, their origin guys are also very crucial. And guys like Miles Bird and Harrison, you know, close yeah. to their best players. Um, so we'll see how they go. But I think, I mean, the safe tip is the Knights for sure. Yeah, 1 to 12, though. Okay, next game St. George Illawarra Dragons versus Parramatta Eels at
1: Coggera. Well, it's if Eels. Jared Hayne gets through origin, the Eels will win this game.
0: Really? Yep. Really? And no one's going to be announcing their retirement?
1: (laughs) I've just got a feeling about the Dragons that they're going to drop their bundle completely. This is at Coggera too? Yep. They've got it in their game. Really? That's a big call. It is a big call, but uh, I'm going to pick Jared Hayne to uh, come through Origin with a new lease on life and uh, carve the Dragons up.
0: See, I think the Dragons, I mean, two gold point losses in a row, they're going to be hurting. So, I mean, you know, what, how much more motivation do you need? Um, they've got a better back line. They're depleted in the forwards. And, I mean, like any side that puts a, a jersey on Ben Cray they're automatically going to be depleted in the forwards. But uh, They also have the injury to Wayman. Um I still think the Dragons are going to win. It's, it's the Eels, man. <coughs> I don't think Luke Boat's going to announce his retirement over the next couple of days. However, I will switch my tip if that happens. Sunday, Penrith Panthers versus the mighty Manly Eagles out at Centibet Stadium. Speaking of Centibet, put all your money on Manly. (laughs) The
1: more you put on, the more you get (laughs) back. The more
0: you put on, the more you get back. Manly, pending how players come through Origin, should be looking as close to full strength as they've turned out this season.
1: And even if none of them play, Anthony Watmore will beat Penrith on his own. (laughs) Exactly. And, uh, you know, you'd expect that, well, yeah... It's exactly. I mean, what more
0: to say? Um, it was thirty nil at Brookvale. You know, could they crack sixty? Maybe not sixty. But if Penrith are going to persist in cutting off their nose to spite their face and leave Jennings out if he's healthy,
1: they deserve to get. Spanked. They
0: deserve. They deserve to get destroyed down the down the, the, through the centres, like they were last time.
1: Actually, uh, <clears throat> and they deserve everything they get through that. Yeah, I c- can't see Manly. Doing anything but running away with this one. Fingers crossed. And also on Sunday, your guys, West
0: Tigers, versus the North Queensland Cowboys, out there at Campbelltown.
1: Some strange selections for the Tigers. Curtis Sironen, son of Paul, is uh, has been named on the bench. Blake Ashford's been named at five eight. I suspect that Sirio might actually start the game. I think that's a rock. I mean, Blake Ashford's got no business
0: being in in the
1: six. Sheenzy does like to take the pressure of these young guys making their debuts. Um, Generally, the Tigers tend to own the Cowboys, especially in Sydney. It's happened. I can't remember the last time they've beaten us in Sydney. I can't. 2004, maybe? Don't know. Yeah. Couldn't tell you. Uh, It's rare. It's a rarity. And uh, out there at Campbelltown... I'm happy to back the Tigers. Does the
0: fact that the Cowboys are a better side this time mean that you know bode well for them in winning this game?
1: No, nah, not really. Doesn't matter how good they're going. <laughs> they always tend to get the 2005 jitters about them. And <laughs> Maybe the result in the Origin will have a lot to do with it too. Well, if First Queensland win high, you know JT will come to come out on a high and, and if he's like a will genius dominate, in but, Origin, and, sorry, yeah, if he
0: plays like a genius in Origin, yeah, that may carry through and
1: look out. Yeah, I'm happy for the Tigers to continue this rivalry and uh, put another win on the board. Potential score line? Uh thirty points to eight. It's a bit fucking steep, isn't it? 16-14 or something. Twenty two
0: points back, to eighteen. <laughs> we'll break out performance. Might break out this win of teams over gro- <laughs> this streak of wins <laughs> over gronky <grumpy> teams. <laughs> Monday night foot bitch. Sydney Roosters versus the canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs at the Sydney Football Stadium, as I will call it, at Moore Park.
1: This Good one. To see Penny Tungave getting a run <coughs> for the Roosters. Good player. So
0: the Roosters have been going okay lately. They started off pretty well. They've lost a couple of games, but they had that. You know, it wasn't. A, it was a fairly narrow. It was a four-point loss to the Warriors. Then they had the loss that you know they'd like to think was a two-point loss to Manly, although it was eight points. But they competed. Certainly competed the whole time you know during that game then you got the Bulldogs who would like like the things that they've you know struck the form that they're capable of um far more settled lineup, I think for Doggies Romolo in 19 which is a travesty means he's not going to fucking
1: play this week either yeah Desi hates the world yep he's, he's depriving me. us of, of the Ottoman so now you, now you understand why I say Desi's a shit coach no, Ottoman, no chance. No, Sydney well, Roosters in Taiwan.
0: <laughs> well, and it's the thing. Monday Night Football, you know, it's always go the underdog. And if you go the underdog in every match, you'll probably still come out ahead at the end of the season. So uh, definitely better than even chance. I think the dogs will probably carry on and do it. But, you know, the Roosters, they've been competitive without actually getting two points lately. So, you know, could be a good game. And buys to the Sharkies and the Warriors. Oh, Sharky's got a buy. Fucking Gallon's going to have to sit it
1: out, eh? mm Mm. Reshuffling over a lot of worries in my supercoach side. Fuck me drunk, so am I. I'm not going to be able to field a fucking team this week, actually. What a shame.
0: That is full time for episode 88. As always, you can interact with us on Twitter, so follow at twi league. We're on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash This Week in League, and we are slowly creeping up to the 1,000 mark of people liking the page, but I think people should share the shit out of the page and the episode status that we put up on um, Thursday mornings so we can just speed this shit up, eh?
1: Yes, exactly.
0: iTunes, we got a new review this week. We did. Sensational review. Uh, the title of this review is No Thanks, One Star. By someone by the name of Charles, but it's uh, C-C-C-C-C-C-H-H-H-H-H-A-R-R-L-E-S. So this was last Wednesday.
1: Hi, Charles.
0: (laughs) Charles. I gave it a couple of episodes, but it's not for me. I'm shocked by how many five-star reviews there are for this long and tedious show. Ouch! Zero out of zero out of four listeners have found this review helpful. So clearly, some of our listeners have found it and already down downcast it. But you know, it's unfortunate,
1: to Charles. If you're listening to it this week, which you are probably not, you're entitled to your opinion. Exactly, you're entitled and thank to. Thank you for voicing it on our uh, iTunes review page. Yep. Yeah. Don't like it? Don't listen. I don't really have anything else to say about him. Me either.
0: Appreciate you listening to those two episodes, though. Yeah. Thanks for bumping up the downloads the first time. Perhaps you'll find another NRL podcast more to your liking. Tipping. I got fucking bucketed last week because I thought this is the week I was going to go for some upsets. Probably too early in the season to do that. Four out of five for me. Yeah, it didn't fucking
1: help you much though. You got five places up. That was it. That'll do. Slowly. Scratching and scraping like a little Aussie battler.
0: Problem is, you still lost more ground to Paraman 1973. Uh, He's in 59th position. You're in 82nd position. Nice. So, long way, long way back for that, uh, that bet. Our the, run has begun, throwback. though. The table looks something like this: five out of five to Langer's thirty-eight. Wow! And uh, he's alone on top of the table on fifty-seven points. Andrew Smyrnios, who I believe was the the week uh, before, his leader. He's on fifty-six, one behind. Then we have got Whitey. He's dropped as well, fifty-five points. Marcus, with four out of five, is up to fifty-five. Then we've got Simo Ali, 5 out of 5. He's 55 as well. That's the top 5. Then also in 6th place, we've got on 55 points. We've got Skinny. He dropped out of the 5, but he's equal there on points. And we've got It's Me, Cookie Bra, getting 5 out of 5 and moving his way up. Now, we do have the Origin game in that round as well. So that round's yeah, not actually finalised. But as far as you know, when we're recording the show, <clears throat> that's how it is at this point. And you know, we'll th- update, obviously, next week in the Origin on the next episode. Our uh, fantasy head-to-head by last week. Who gives a shit? Hostilities resume this week, and uh, as the fucking cold, harsh light of day has just dawned on me, no sharkies and no fucking warriors in sight. Yeah, legs. I think I'm going to struggle makes, to put a makes full side together. To coach sides something something, <laughs> and that something something means fucking shit.
1: <laughs> what else we got? The shop. Yes, we haven't got our bundles together yet, but they're coming soon. Yeah, we I need suspect to... you're going to save some serious cash by buying a hat, a stubby cooler, and a shirt all at once for a reduced price.
0: I imagine so as well. And then we can clear out the old stock. And once that's gone...
1: We can go to the Bahamas slash buy some new stock.
0: Yes. But also, some of that stock may not ever appear again. Might be new designs.
1: Exactly. Limited edition
0: shit, yeah. So, get on board. Get some so stuff. Get on it. If this you want to be a
1: collector, someday when we're famous and you can see us as we climb into our limo with a bevy of hookers you could say, I've got every one of your t shirts and,
0: and we'll do a line on like their tits Mr Wars in honour of you.
1: Can <laughs> lift up his shirt showing his with a bevy of hookers you could say, I've got every one of your T shirts and, and we'll do a line on like their tits Mr Wars in honour of you. Can <laughs> lift up his shirt showing his Perfectly manicured body hair and, Where are you something, going with and this? something something. <laughs> what a fucking terrible end to a terrible sort of terrible mental that. picture.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. Shorter show this week. There's only five shows to only five uh, games last week, so I guess that's uh things up a little bit. So we'll see you next week. See ya. Nation, if you're into UFC, strike force, and mixed martial arts in general, make sure you listen to This Week in MMA. It's available on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and TW. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more.